Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello out there. It's me, Winnie the Pooh. And don't forget to remember to stay tuned to the Riley and Kimmy Show. And don't forget to remember to keep on bouncing, says Tigger. <laughs> the Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Saturday Cartoon Alternative Day. This is episode number 1,285. It is a June 24th. If you're listening the day it's uploaded, right next to me is my cartoon. Jimmy, I got one name. Get it. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy. Three very sane spectators. That's so true. Sane ones right behind me. Two fur kids uh, getting ready to take a uh, big dog nap as we uh, get ready to head on out and about. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be out today. More information about that coming up. And right next to me is the other sane person. That is Kimmy. She is the worst person in the world. I've been with her for centuries. Things I've seen her do. Oh, that's right. I've seen her do some things. And you can find out more about those things because we can't talk about them on the show. But you can just come uh, right up to our table or our booth where we're at at certain events. I'll tell you all kinds of stories. Yes, I, I promise I'll do that. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I will. Stories will come today for sure. More information where we will be in just a few moments. But first, it is a cartoon alternative kind of day, Kimmy. It's because it is a Saturday, and unfortunately, Saturdays no longer are like they were during the days of yesteryear. Actually, for a long period of time, people don't realize, more than 30 years, uh, Saturday mornings were dedicated for the the networks, the major networks at the time. Three networks was really what there were for a long period of time, uh, were dedicated Saturday mornings to children's programming. And the bulk, or the the peak, some say the golden age, is actually in the uh, 60s, the late 60s. Like from 1966 to about 1974, 76 area. Some people actually don't like when it goes into like 1970 because they say, well, that's when uh, uh, children's groups got involved about anti-violence. So you'll see watered down cartoons and things like that. Good example also with children's programming with that is uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel. Uh, Definitely... An interesting kind of show. Everyone had its little theme at the end and moral and thing like like that. But it was definitely a different type of program. If you compare just a few years earlier, 1966, to Filmation's Superman cartoon, which is extremely violent in comparison. And uh, something to check out uh, is those differences. I love those Filmation cartoons and all the cartoons of the 60s, 50s. And 70s and 80s as well. And this is our version of a cartoon alternative today. We're going to test Kimmy's knowledge to the world of Saturday morning programming. Now, Kimmy, we have a clue here. A little sound clip of a certain classic Saturday morning kids show. Are you ready? See if you can identify what that cartoon is. All right. Here is your audio clue. We have more than one if necessary. I am not certain if you watched this on Saturday mornings. I know you couldn't have when it originally aired because you weren't on planet Earth. But I think maybe years later you might have came across it. I have no idea. Or you might have seen somebody with some ancient to you metal lunchbox because I know you don't know what those were when you went to school. Nobody had those things. They were all plastic lunchboxes probably for you if they even had those. Maybe people gave up on them. Had those Velcro things by then. Here is your clue, Kimmy. Clue number one. Deep within the outer reaches of space, on the edge of the Milky Way, a strange and sinister creature moves through the starry vastness, speeding toward a small, distant planet called Earth. It's a monster! Let's get out of here! It's a monster! Let's get out of here! Quick, brace yourselves. 
Sounds like a sound clip when I walk into a room. But no, no, Kimmy, tell me what the name of that cartoon is, that classic cartoon. I have no idea. All right, Kimmy, here's clue number two. This is one of its intros. They had two different intros for this show. It was recut. Here is clue number two. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. What is the name of that cartoon, Kimmy? Super Friends? In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Yes, Kimmy got that, but with a question mark, it was Super Friends. I have a feeling you never watched Super Friends, right? No. So there's no way you will cosplay as Wendy and Marvin with me with a Wonder Dog. I, I, ha- I have a Wonder Dog right behind me. He'd be perfect for that, the big drooler here. Uh, you don't even know who Wonder Dog is, do you? Mm-mm. No clue. No Mm-mm. clue to... So I couldn't ask you a Super Friends trivia question, meaning who replaced Marvin and Wendy and Wonder Dog? When, no, you, no, you don't know the Wonder Twins. No. no. Oh. Have a talk with Kimmy when you see her at some upcoming events this weekend about the Super Friends, if you know who the Super Friends are. Yes. See, I was kind of upset with the Super Friends because... It wasn't the Justice League. There was just something about it. It was another one. It was an example of watered-down uh, children's programming at the time. Now, if it had been made in 1966, I guarantee it would have been a little bit more uh, more edgy, uh, more, you know, yeah, yeah, good example, Space Ghost, 1966. Check that out. Uh, that's a classic one uh, mm-hmm. that I think is one of the best of all time. Johnny Quest, another one from that uh, time period. And then take a look at something maybe from 1975 and 76 and 74 You'll see a definite difference. Even the Batman TV series or Batman cartoons, especially 1977 version with Adam West and Burt Ward. And when they introduce uh, Batmite on uh, TV, it's it's definitely watered down in comparison to like a 60s uh, type of uh, superhero programming. Kimmy, speaking of where we will be out and about, because we said you could talk to Kimmy about, uh, oh, uh, Super Friends. Uh, the Riley and Kimmy Show will be out and about today. That's right. If you love Rick and Morty and you are in Central Florida, join us at Highlander Novelties. Love a love a jump Yeah, join us today from 11 o'clock until 4 in Ocoee, Florida at Highlander Novelties. Now, Highlander is bringing in somebody very special today. It is Kyle Starks, the artist for the Rick and Morty comic book. Can you believe that, Kimmy? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. I wonder if they, you know, I wonder if he's going to get there by portal. Do you, hmm. do you think a portal's just going to open up yeah, and he's going to pop right out? Now, by the way, Rick and Morty cosplay is welcomed if you'd like to oh, do that. Yeah, yeah if you want to come out as Rick and Morty, that'd be great. Uh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even the whole, I, I guess you could go as a whole family. I probably not recognize the rest, but uh, Rick and Morty, I think, would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And some bizarre robot with you. Why not? Right? Sure. <laughs> just leave the, all the uh, all the uh, weird stuff, uh, you know, w- elsewhere in the portal. Uh, just don't bring that part mm-hmm. with you, you know, because not the scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some drama always follows Rick uh, uh, for sure. Uh, or hey, it could be the the doofus Rick. You could go as Doofus Rick. Oh, yeah. I think you just get a little Jerry Lewis thing going there, and you got Doofus Rick, don't mm-hmm. you, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to see Doofus Rick. <laughs> Rick and Morty, if you like Rick and Morty like uh, Kimmy does, uh, join us today. That is at Highlander Novelties. Love until 4, Ocoee, Florida. And by the way, Kyle will be signing, and he will be sketching, Kimmy. Cool. Yes, and you can also check out the other work that uh, he has done and is currently working on. And talk to him about the world of comic books. I have a feeling he'd just love to talk about that. That's Highlander Novelties. Check out their Facebook page. We uh, we have an event link, if you will, to the event page for this right on our Facebook page and also on our website. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Yeah. 
Come out, come out, wherever you are. That's right, come out wherever you are, especially on Sunday. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be out and about, right, Kimmy? We will be in a world of comic books, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you love comic books, I mean a lot of comic books, we have a place for you. And that is the Orlando Toy and Comic Con's Summer Fan Event. As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books. Especially the ones about superheroes. No problem. There, there will be plenty of those there. And, and the others, too. If you're not in just to the capes and things like that, there's the other type of comic books there as well and graphic novels. And that is the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Now, this Sunday, just a day away, it's your opportunity to meet Tony S. Daniel, known for his work on DC. And, uh, by the way, if you can get a sketch from Tony, I don't know if he's sketching that day. I'm pretty sure he is, but 900%. I know he's signing for sure. Uh, you will want to get a sketch, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a beautiful sketch by uh, Tony of The Joker. Got a few years ago. And matter of fact, you can check that out on our Facebook page if you would like. Uh, we posted that. We shared that for uh, one of the uh, Rewind days uh, just a few days ago. And you can check that out. And uh, and talk to one of the nicest individuals I think you could ever talk to in the world of comic books, and that's Tony S. Daniel. Oh, yes. Yeah, and check out a video we have, a flashback video we have with Tony. And just, if you're not really familiar with him, stop by any comic book in the area of Central Florida. We're not going to name one just specific, or Highlander Novelties. Uh, they'd be able to help you as an example. And get, or take a look, at Tony S. Daniel work. That's right, check it out. And, and by the way, Along with Tony will be Kyle Starks. He will be there, too. And I can't forget Martin T. Piero is there as well. And he will be able to talk about comic book publishing with you. He's part of Cosmic Times, publisher of that, and a new project that he has in the works. So if you want to find out about comic books, you love comic books, this will be the place to go to. And you might say right now, I don't really care about comic books. Well, that's okay. We have you covered. There is collectibles there. A lot of collectibles, right, Kimmy? That's right. If you're looking for that classic lunchbox, maybe you know, that thing I was mentioning about the Super Friends lunchbox, well, maybe somebody has one at this uh, this big event, the Orlando Toy and Comic Con, or those Mego action figures from the 1970s. There's a possibility you could do your own Super Friends set if you'd like. Action figures, toys, statues, pop vinyls, uh, a lot of things, right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. It will be at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. This is family friendly, correct? Yes, it is. Free parking. Can you believe that, Kimmy? Free. Isn't that a great thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, free parking. You can't beat that. Free parking, it's happening at the Holiday Inn on Alafaya Trail. That's out by the UCF area, correct? That's right. So, very easy to find. If you're at the theme parks, you're visiting Florida. Visiting Central Florida, this is very easy to get to, and it's it's worth the visit. Uh, I, I, I can't stress. I love the big three-day conventions, but for a small one-day convention, you can't beat this. It's very well ran, and it's just it's smooth. It's a smooth operation with great vendors, great artists, great talent will be there, and you can make it even better just by being there, right? Mm-hmm. Cosplayers are welcome. That's right. If you like to cosplay as maybe super friends, you could do that. Love to see a Wonder Woman, a, a Superman, a Batman there for sure. Wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. Or or if you like to maybe say, hey, I like to cosplay as the Flash. Well, you could do that. Anything. It's all welcome. And by the way, it doesn't have to be just DC. It could be Marvel characters, Spider-Man. Love to see you there, Thor. Everybody, we'd love to see you at this big event. That's the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. It's happening tomorrow. You can find links to this on our website at RileyandKimmy.com or go right to their Facebook page, the Orlando Toy and Comic Con, to find out more. Kimmy, would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Trivia? Why, why, yes, I would. And here we go with nerd and pop culture trivia. If you've never well, caught this before, we ask Kimmy some questions from a jumbled up timeline. The timeline is not linear, not chronological. It's all messed up just like I am. <laughs> yes. And we ask you some questions. Now, you can help her out. We believe in time travel answers. You in the future, as we record this, we believe you can shout out an answer and it'll get right to us. A portal opens up just like uh, Rick does, and that answer pops right out into Kimmy's head or right into her hands or however it works. So feel free to shout out to any of your uh, listening devices. If you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on a laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, any computing device, possibly even a wristwatch, it could be anything because we are mobile and global. 
feel free to shout those answers out to her. And by the way, if she gets more of these right than wrong, we will get her a collectible of her choice or art, Kimmy, collectible or art from the Orlando Toy and Comic Con tomorrow. But you got to get more of them right than wrong. All right. Are you alert? I know it is very early on this Saturday morning as we pack up the Batmobile and get ready to head over to Ocoee, Florida to Highlander Novelties. Are you awake? Yes. Yes. No, yes, we're, yes, yes. we're doing this on an empty tank, meaning Kimmy has not had breakfast. She might be a little bit cranky, so watch out. <laughs> I should have added breakfast as a as a motivator there, too. But mm. we, we Okay, we will do that. We will give you the breakfast of your choice. Okay. If you want me to make a breakfast of your choice. But you got to get more right than wrong. All right, let's do it. question we have for you, Kimmy, is movie-related. It was on this date in history. This actress becomes the first female star to get a $1 million-plus contract. Question for you is, what year did this happen? We will give you a 25-year buffer. When did the first female actress, film star, get $1 million-plus a contract for one million plus dollars and i will be even more fair to you i will give you a 40 year buffer 1970 i'm glad you said that in a way because that's easy for me in math wise it was 1916 when that happened mary pickford became the first female star film star to get a million dollar contract and if you love the beverly hillbillies jed clampett loved mary pickford Matter of fact, when he bought, I believe it was Mammoth Studios, I believe that was the name of the film studio he bought, and he decided to make movies, Jed Clampett wanted to make Mary Pickford films. But they had to talk to him. That they, they kind of convinced him that that just would not work out. Mm. Moving over to something else, movie-wise. Are you alert here, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? It was on this date. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, starring Johnny Depp, premieres at Disneyland. It would become the fastest film to gross over $1 billion. Question is, what year did that happen? What year was that released? I will give you a clue. It went up against, or they, this other movie placed itself up against it. Superman Returns came out and was in theaters at the exact same time. 2006? That's exactly right, Kimmy. Now, I wonder if Superman Returns would have done better... If they had moved it. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're looking at it now through 2020 vision or with 2020 vision. And, you know, maybe, you know, we have these other films that taint it, if you will, in judging that. I, I have no idea. Moving over to something else happening. 1844, Charles Goodyear was granted a U.S. patent for what, Kimmy? It's something that's used on cars. Tires. Yeah, good enough. Rubber. Vulcanized rubber. 1844. The year's 1901. The first exhibition of Pablo Picasso happens. Picasso is 19. It opens in Paris. That's 1901. If you go back in time, I bet that'd be something to grab. Get some of, the, some of his art, right? Mm-hmm. That's a 1901. It's 1922. The American Professional Football Association took the name of the National Football League. It was 1940. TV cameras were used for the first time in a political convention. And as part of the Republican convention, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was 1947. UFOs are in the air, Kimmy. That's right. It's actually probably about the first time you can trace. It, it's right at it where somebody starts talking about UFOs. In modern times, that is. Some will debate before that. A pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold says he saw flying saucers over Mount Rainier in Washington. Do you think he saw extraterrestrials, Kimmy? No. You don't? No. Do you think maybe time travelers? Dimensional beings possible? Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Or advanced aircraft that governments may have that nobody knew? Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he did see something. Who knows? It was 1949. Hopalong Cassidy was seen. That's right. It becomes the first network television western on NBC. Hopalong was big, by the way, in films prior to that and radio, too. Extremely popular. If you take a look at uh, some uh, old newsreels or photographs of the 40s, and especially the up to the mid-50s, you will see a lot of product. I mean, he was one of the most merchandised uh, characters of all time. That's Hopalong Cassidy. 
The year is 1953. Kimmy Jacqueline Bouvier announces her engagement with whom this person would later become president of the United States. JFK. That's right, John F. Kennedy. The year is 1962. The New York Yankees beat the Detroit Tigers 9-7 to after 22 innings. How wow. would you, hey, you got your ticket price there. I mean, you got a good deal. Think about that. You're sitting there for that. Would you stay for all 22 innings? Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, sure. Okay. What's the longest game you've ever, have you been to a big long, like in a, one that went into extra innings? I think so. Okay. Not with me. She's only been to, was it one mm. game we've been to? Maybe. Yeah, it was only one. Well, we've been to minor league baseball before, but mm-hmm. uh, one one major league game. Just happened to be a Cubs game. Go figure, right, with Kimmy? The year is 1964. The Federal Trade Commission announced that starting in 1965, cigarette manufacturers would be required to include warnings on their packaging about the harmful effects of smoking. The year is 1965. John Lennon's second book is out, A Spaniard in the Works. It was published in 1965. 1970, Catch-22 opens in movie theaters. The year is 1972 in obscure music trivia. Now, this song hit number six. It's been sampled over the course of time in films, television shows, and in other recordings. But it is still obscure. I have a feeling Kimmy has no clue about this song, even though it was a major hit. It aired on top 40 radio across the country. Peaks at number six on this date, 1972. Here is Troglodyte. When he got tired of dancing alone, he'd look in the mirror, he'd say, gotta find a woman, gotta find a woman, gotta find a woman, gotta find a woman. He'd go down to the lake where all the girls would be swimming or washing clothes or something. You'd look around and just reach in and grab one. Come here. Come here. He'd grab her by the hair. You can't do that today, fellas, because I might come off. You'd have a piece of hair in your hand. She'd be swimming away from you. <laughs> yes, Troglodyte, otherwise known as the Caveman, from Jimmy Castor Bunch. Now, are you familiar with that from 1972, Kimmy? Uh, no. Now, do you think that could be recorded today and be a top 40 hit? No. All right, Troglodyte, Jimmy Castor Bunch, 1972, a little uh, flashback here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. The year is 1974. This song would become a staple on classic rock stations, still can be heard today, and it was a big top 40 hit as well. Kimmy, tell me who this is, but first, tell me the name of the song. Here is your audio clue. I think that's probably enough there for Kimmy. Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama. Kimmy, tell me the name of the recording artist. Leonard Skinner. That's correct. Give me the year is 1981. This movie is released. Question for you, multiple questions is, first of all, tell us the name of the movie. Had a hit song, by the way, from the movie. Here's a sample of that hit song. Tell me the name of the movie that this song was in. For your eyes only can see me through the night. For your eyes only, I never need to hide. Now, Kimmy, tell me the name of the franchise that song was part of. Oh, that'd be uh, James Bond. Yes, you are correct, Kimmy. It was James Bond. Now, first of all, who sang For Your Eyes Only, the title track to the James Bond film? Sheena Easton. Yeah, that's right. Sheena Easton did that. Now, our next question for you is, who Played James Bond in For Your Eyes Only in 1981. Roger Moore. That's right. And what number James Bond film was this? Five. This was the 12th James Bond film. Have you ever seen For Your Eyes Only? No. Oh, interesting. Moving over to, I, I thought you loved all James Bond films. 
No. Okay, she's she's picky. The year's 1982, the United States Supreme Court ruled 5 to 4 that no president could be sued for damages connected with actions taken while serving as president of the United States. The year is 1986, the Empire State Building was designated as a National Historic Landmark. The year is 1997, the US Air Force released a report titled The Roswell Report Case Closed. They uh, determined that the claims that alien spacecraft had crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947 uh, did not, uh, I mean, there was no aliens. They claimed there was dummies and things and photos and stuff. Hmm. Do you think that's true, Kimmy? I don't know. Do you think aliens landed? Extraterrestrials? The year 1947? Hmm. Time travelers? Hmm. Or could have been a really advanced aircraft, surveillance craft that went down? Or was it just a weather balloon? I don't know. Questions. The year is 1997. Oscar-winning actress Halle Berry divorces Major League Baseball outfielder David Justice after more than four years of marriage. The year is 1998. Walt Disney World Resort admitted its 600 millionth guest. I have no clue what the number is right now, almost 20 years later. Wow. Yeah, 600 million, 1998, here in Orlando, Florida. Hmm. Unbelievable. The year is 2000, Kimmy, and the group KISS has an auction. That's right, they auction off memorabilia from their touring days. Question for you is, the first day of this event, it was a two-day event, did they raise over a half a million dollars in selling their merchandise? Yes. That's right. They almost, well, they got close to a million. $876,000 on the first day alone for the KISS auction. The year is 2010. Actress and model Megan Fox marries actor Brian Austin Green from Beverly Hills 90210. They marry in Hawaii. 2010, the Twilight Saga Eclipse premieres in Los Angeles. Have you ever seen any of those Twilight movies? No. All right. Gee, do you want to see those Twilight movies? No. Okay. Moving over to celebrity. What? You don't like vampires that sparkle? Is that it? No. Okay. Moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays. Jack Dempsey, born on this date. Now, he's in the world of sports. Give me born 1895, died 1983 at the age of 87. What professional sport is Jack Dempsey known for? Boxing. Wow. That is exactly right. An American professional boxer who competed from 1914 to 1927. He reigned as world heavyweight champion from 1919 to 1926 definitely a cultural icon of the 20s and considered one of the greatest boxers of all time he's part of fleetwood mac there wouldn't be fleetwood mac without him mick fleetwood having a birthday how old is he within five years um 75 within five kimmy gets it right he is 70 today Next person, an actress. She is known for her role as Karen Cooper Fairgate McKenzie. Oh, boy, that's a, that's a, could you imagine going around saying your name there? Mm-hmm. Yes, Karen Cooper Fairgate McKenzie on a 1980s television program that aired on CBS from 1979 to actually 1993. Identify the TV show. Here's your clue. <laughs> I think Kimmy knows this one. Kimmy, tell me the name of the TV show. Knott's Landing. That's right. Knott's Landing. And it's Michelle Lee, born on this date. She is 75 today. You never really watched that show, did you? Um, Sometimes. I, I know you were a big uh, Dallas fan, but it didn't carry you over? I, I watched some, but some you, of it. But you were a Dallas fan. It's my point. More of a Dallas fan than the uh, Knott's um, Landing, right? For a... a a small time period. Okay, Kimmy, moving over to somebody else having a birthday today, an American actor known for, well, quite a few roles. I'm going to play one of the roles he is known for. Identify who this actor is and tell me how old he is within five years. And he has done cartoon work as well. Would love to meet him at a convention. Hope he comes by the Central Florida area sometime in the next, well, the next few years. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who this person is. He made this movie, by the way, really good. 
He was part of, well, this franchise, my favorite movie in the franchise. Here is your clue. Captain Kirk, without authorization and in league with the fugitive John Harris, and you went rogue in enemy territory, leaving me no choice but to hunt you down and destroy you. Lock phasers. Wait, sir, wait, 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 wait. I'll make this quick. Target all aft torpedoes on the Enterprise Bridge. Yes. Now, Kibby, can you tell me who he is? He was also RoboCop, the original RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me who he is? He has voiced Batman Bruce Wayne in the 2013 animated adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns. What's your name? Carrie Kelly. Robin. She's smart. Brave. She's perfect. These are scary times, Bruce. It's just random violence. The war goes on. I'm not finished yet. You just crippled that man! He's young. He'll walk again. That's your second clue, Kimmy. Who played Admiral Marcus in Star Trek Into Darkness? The person that made Khan look nice. Sort mm. of. Who is he? Yeah, I know. I just he's can't Robo bring his Khan. name up. Come on. And, and he's Batman. I can't think of his name. It's Peter Weller. Having a birthday today. How old is Peter Weller today within five? 62. He is 70 today. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday. He was part of this TV show. That's what he's really known for. It's part of a TV show from 1972 to 1976. Give me identify the TV show. <laughs> Identify that mystery TV show the birthday person was part of. The Rookies. Unbelievable. Yes, you got that right. The Rookies, which aired from 1972 to 1976. This is George Stafford Brown's birthday. He is 74. He played the character officer Terry Webster on The Rookies. You obviously have seen The Rookies. Did they play it after school, like when you headed mm-hmm. home? So I, I actually have only seen a few of those episodes. For some reason, it was off my radar until just a few years ago. I did know the theme. Because it did chart on Top 40 Radio. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday, Jeff Beck. You know who he is, correct? Mm-hmm. How old is Jeff Beck today within five years? Um, 65. He is 73. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday, actress best known for her roles in the films Carrie, 1976, RoboCop in 1987, and Dressed to Kill in 1980. Nancy Allen having a birthday. Do you know who she is? Mm, kind of. Well, kind of. We we won't put you on the spot there because we want you to get that collectible if you can. He, <laughs> she is 67 today. Next person having a birthday was part of a TV show, really known for a TV show from 1976 to 1979. See if you can identify that TV show, Kimmy.
Kimmy, do you know the name of that TV show? No. Here's your bonus clue. The character Rerun was on that show. What's happening? That's right. And what network aired that? Do you know? Um, ABC. That's right. Now, this is Danielle Spencer's birthday. She is 52, and she was also part of the uh, series sequel, What's Happening Now? Next person having a birthday, Sherry Stringfield. She's 50, an American actress best known for playing the role of Dr. Susan Lewis on ER. Do you remember her? No. She actually came on the show and off the show, and she was on various, various seasons. Candace Patton having a birthday. If you know The Flash, uh, if you watch that on CW, she's, uh, well, Iris West. She is celebrating a birthday. She is 29. Moving over to another section of trivia. I see dead people. It is notable deaths today. Grover Cleveland passed away 1908. Dies at the age of 71. Kimmy, what is Grover Cleveland known for? Uh, he was a president. That's right. Actually, two times. He he was the 22nd president and then became the 24th United States president from 1885 to 1889 and then 1893 to 1897. Next person passed away 1987 at the age of 71. He is known for this TV show and Here's the TV show, which he plays to this day on MeTV and other retro channels throughout the world. Tell me the name of the TV series, Kimmy, and the star of it, the creator of it, the moment you can. No idea. All right, bonus clue, Kimmy. If this TV series had not happened, if this person had not created it and had not starred in it, there would not be the Flintstones. The Flintstones are actually the honeymooners. You are a Kimmy is exactly right. The Honeymooners. Now, it's the star, the creator of, the producer of The Honeymooners. Who is it that passed away on this date in history? Jackie Gleason. That's correct. Jackie Gleason passed away on this date at the age of 71 in 1987. Next person, 1997, passed away at the age of 75. He was part of a TV series, which I have a feeling you never saw in the 1980s. We will we will give it a chance here. Let's see if you know the, the theme. Okay, Kimmy has no clue about that one. That's from the 1980s. We'll hold the answer to what that show was. He was part of it, and he was the adult star, although the kids were the real stars, of a certain TV show from the 1960s. Here's your audio clue. My Three Sons? Not My Three Sons. Oh, a family affair. Yes, Family Affair. He played Uncle Ben. Kimmy, can you tell me the name of the actor? Um, Brian Keith? That's exactly right. Brian Keith passed away on this date at the age of 75 in 1997. And the clue of the 1980s crime drama was Hardcastle and McCormick. He played the retired judge. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't. All right. It was 2005. This person passed away at the age of 82. I wish I had met him over the course of time sometime. Known for being a ventriloquist, Kimmy, a comedian, and actually developed the like an artificial heart. He was extremely smart, but a voice talent. He is the original voice of Tigger, also Gargamel on the Smurfs, and so many other characters, too. It is Paul Winchell. Kimmy knows him for some commercial work he did. What power? What power? What just put the muscle on dirt and scum? Oh, we scrub it away fast. Oh, we do. We really do. We disinfect and deodorize, too. Okay, charms, you're all washed up. <laughs> Look at the shine we leave behind. We work extra hard so you don't have to. 
And he was known as Dick Dasterly. Whatly, you snickering floppy-eared hound. When courage is needed, you're never around. Those medals you wear on your moth-eaten chest should be there for bungling it with you up there. So, stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. How? Damn him, jam him, tan him, grab him, stop that pigeon. You, silly, stop sneaking, it's not worth a chance. Or you'll be returned by the seat of your pants. And clunk, you invent me a thingamabob that catches that pigeon or I lose my job. So, stop the pigeon, 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 Paul Winchell, and if you'd like to hear an example of him doing voices before they really became known for other things, you can hear an example that he had a children's television show that he had a 45 that was released, um, the, the theme of the uh, show, called Winchell and Mahoney. That was the dummy that uh, was his partner. He had quite a few others. And it gives you an example of all the, well, not his entire voice library, but you will hear some early, well, development of characters that would come down the road in other things and in other like cartoons and commercials and things like that say all you boys and girls out there are you ready for winchell mahoney time okay then let's sing our theme song hooray hurrah it's winchell mahoney time and winchell mahoney time is time for fun take it winch hooray hurrah we're glad everybody's here. Come on, let us give the cheer for everyone. Knock, we're ready in your places. Put on those happy faces. You gotta yell and tell them who you are. Hip, hip, hooray! Hoorah! Now what's the secret password? Scotty, waddy, doo-doo. Scotty, waddy, doo-doo. Scotty, waddy, doo-doo. Okay, now simmer down, simmer down, please. Simmer down, simmer down. We have a lot to do at the meeting today. Oh, you three, you telling him, Mr. President. A knucklehead Smith. Oh, you three, Jerry Mahoney. Uh, would you kindly uh, please read uh, the minutes and call the roll? Oh, you three, I'll be glad to call the roll. <laughs> oh, you're real presidential material, Jer. <clears throat> uh, the roll? Oh, yes, the roll. Uh, with butter or what? Never. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> Irving Fink, please. Uh, right here. A present, Jer. Hi, Jerry. Uh, hi, knucklehead. Oh, hello there, Irv. How are you? Uh, would you like to have an egg? Here. <laughs> Hey, cut it out! Come on, Nuck, stop it, will you? Now call the roll. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Snitchy the Snail, please. Oh, right here, my boys. Present. Good morrow, gentlemen. Oh, knucklehead. Hello. Oh, come on, stop it, you, you sloppy snail. Now, wait a second, Nuck. I don't like them slobbering all over me. Oh, but my boy, I just love human companionship. Oh, yeah, but I'm a dummy. What's your excuse? <laughs> That was a great one, wasn't it? Well, okay. Now that we have the roll call, any suggestions what we should do now? Uh, yeah. Gosh, uh, why don't we sing our theme song again, Mr. President? Oh, that would be a splendid idea. I'd like to sing it once again. Okay. That's a splendiferous idea. Oh, what do you say, Jer? Go ahead and ask him. Okay. All right, you boys and girls out there. Are you ready to sing it again? Okay, then. Let's sing our theme song. Hooray. Hurrah! It's Winchell Mahoney time, and Winchell Mahoney time is time for fun. Winch! Hooray! Hurrah! We're glad everybody's here. Come on, let us give a cheer for everyone. Knock! Hooray in your places. Put on those happy faces. You gotta yell and tell them where you are. Hip, hip, hooray! Hurrah! Now what's the secret password? Scotty Waddy Doo Doo. Scotty Waddy Doo Doo. And that's Paul Winchell, and he is doing all the voices except for the kids in the audience. I mean, every single one of those, and he would switch back and forth with the voices uh, among among the characters talking amongst themselves. There was no digital editing or knifing, you know, with tape or anything like that back then. Wow, Uh, yeah, he 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 was a if you can you can see videos of him that have been uh, you know transferred film uh, available like on YouTube and stuff like that. He was just fantastic. That is Paul Winchell passed away on this date, 2005, at the age of 82. Kimmy, I see that we have a collectible coming your way from the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con tomorrow. 
Yay. Yes, fantastic. Thank you for playing Nerd and Pop Culture Trivia. Right now, we'll go back in time, and we will honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an excuse to go back in time, we take that opportunity to well, give uh, an opportunity to keep this uh, this type of thing alive, and that is the golden age of radio, or maybe discovery, if you will, for those who have never heard the theater of the mind. We have a good example of it right now, comedy-based, perfect for a Saturday cartoon alternative kind of day. We were talking about Paul Winchell passing away on this date, and we have an example of Paul Winchell's radio program. It's Paul Winchell and Jerry Mahoney's show. We have an example of that from 1948. Please be forgiving for the sound quality. This was archived so many years ago. was not meant to be lasting as long as it did, and it was recorded on equipment that was not like today's standards or even of standards of 25, 30 years ago. Here we go back in time, 1948. Here's Paul Winchell and Jerry Mahoney on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Paul Winchell, Jerry Mahoney Show, featuring that lovely young singing star, Vera Barton, and Bob Stanley in his office. And here is that talented young ventriloquist, Paul Winchell, and his little wooden dummy pal, Jerry Mahoney. <laughs> right now, Paul is on the phone arranging for Jerry's birthday present. Jerry hasn't come in yet. Yeah, that's right, Phil. Yeah, be sure and have the bicycle over later in the day. And what's that, Phil? Yes, it's Jerry's birthday, and I want this to be a big surprise for him. Yeah, okay, Phil. Here he comes now. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Uh, say, Winch. Hmm? Oh, yes, Jerry? Uh, will you help me with my arithmetic? Your arithmetic? Uh-huh. Well, I thought school was over. Not for me, it ain't. Oh, I still got to study arithmetic or I stay in the sixth grade again. And believe me, it's getting monotonous. Well, what's your problem, Jerry? Well, it says here if one gallon of gas costs 19 and 2 tenths cents, how much does four gallons cost? Mm-hmm. Isn't that silly? Well, silly. Gallons again. <laughs> ah, but that's not the point. No? No, I don't see anything so difficult about the problem. You don't. It's just four times 19 and 2 tenths, that's all. Yeah, well, the 19 doesn't bother me. It's the 2 tenths that louses the thing up. Jerry? <laughs> now, what's your language, Jerry? Why, are the sailors in the house? Oh, <laughs> Look, uh, let's get back to the problem. Okay. Now, all you do is multiply by fractions. By what? Fractions. You know what a fraction is, don't you? Oh, sure. If a guy breaks his leg, that's a fraction. No, <laughs> no that's a fracture. Oh. Now, I'll figure it out for you. Well, now, let me see. 19 2 tenths. Yeah, 19 2 tenths. Uh, I'm a little rusty in my fractions. It's a bad place to get rusty. <laughs> well, now, let's see. 19 and 2 tenths. We all know that 2 tenths is 20, so we take the 20 and add it to the 19. We do. Now, 20 and 19 is 39. Now, we'll divide the 39 by 4 gallons. You divide it. Now, 4 goes into 39. Let me see. 4 into 39. You see, you can't do it. We'll have to make it 40 instead. What are you doing? Raising the price of gas already? <laughs> it's a ceiling, you know. Be quiet, Jerry. I'm trying to help you. Now, let's see. How many quarts are there in a gallon? What's that going to do with it? Let me see. Now, there are 16 ounces in a pound. Yeah, but they don't sell gas by the pound. <laughs> Jerry, on second thought, I don't think it'd be fair to the other children for me to do your problems for you. Uh-huh. You've got to learn to figure these things out for yourself, the way I always did. Nobody ever helped me with my arithmetic. Wait, is this the way you've been figuring out my problems for me all year? Well, certainly. No wonder I flunked arithmetic. <laughs> Jerry, what are you doing? Oh, just singing, just singing. Uh, do you happen to know the day today is, Winchell? Sure. Today is July 10th. July, very good, very good. Well, uh, the person who was nearest and dearest to you was born today. Oh, you're wrong, Jerry. Today isn't my birthday. Today is. <laughs> well, you're as sharp as a wet tea bag tonight. <laughs> Look, Lynch, someone standing beside you was born today. Oh, you mean the stork bought a package? The stork brings packages these days, too? Of course. Parcel Post must be really up against it. Now, Winch, concentrate hard. Okay. If I was born today, what day is it? Now, don't tell me. Only the easiest people call me the dummy, eh? <laughs> I've got it. It's your birthday. Sometimes I wish John Kiernan was a ventriloquist. Correct. Well, I didn't forget your birthday, Jerry. You didn't? And you know the type of presents I give. Yes, I do. I do. 
Knowing how extravagant I am, what do you think I'd give you? A bag of peanuts. <laughs> Jerry, I'm going all out on your presents. You mean you're having them salted? No. <laughs> I mean I have a wonderful surprise for you. You have? Just because you've been so well-behaved lately. Oh, uh, because I've been so well-behaved. That's right. Now, because you've made such a fine record. Uh, could I have the surprise now, please? Why now? Well, uh, you know how easily records get broken. Yeah, I wonder who that could be. Maybe that's my surprise. Good day, Mr. Winchell. I hate to take advantage of our being neighbors, but may I come in? Sure, sure. Pull up a pail and sit down. <laughs> Mr. Winchell, do you mind if I come right to the point? Well, just be careful not to sit down on it, that's all. Oh, quiet. Uh, what's troubling you today? Well, all year my wife and I have been putting a little money aside for a fun for her to go on a vacation this summer. Oh, well, that's nice. Yes, I was very happy. <laughs> but this morning she decided to go. And you hate to see her go? Oh, no. I'd have been very happy to see her go. <laughs> Only... Only what? Only, you know how high living expenses have been lately and taxes. <laughs> and the horses haven't been running so good. <laughs> oh, I get it, Wayne. The fun has shrunk. That's right, Terry. Well, uh, just how far is the fun shrunk? <laughs> Mr. Winchell, it's shrunk right out of existence. <laughs> well, does your uh, wife know this? She found it out this morning, and now she's left me. Well, what do you want us to do about it? Well, I was wondering if you knew the name of a good detective to look for her. Well, let me see. There's uh, Detective O'Brien. Oh, no, he won't do. <laughs> the last time I hired him to look for my wife, he found her right away. <laughs> Now, what's the matter with Officer Monaghan? But Jerry, Monaghan's so absent-minded, he'd forget who he was looking for. Oh, that's just the man I want. <laughs> Where can I get in touch with him? Yeah, but he'll never find your wife in a million years. Well, that ought to be long enough. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't understand. If you don't want your wife to come back, why are you hiring a detective to go look for her? Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Winchell. She always comes back anyhow. And I'd rather have a detective bring her back than I have her come back alone. Oh, I see, uh... To protect her till she gets home. No, to protect me when she gets home. <laughs> well, I gotta go to the office of Monaghan now. You boys. So long. Good night. And, uh, uh, how about that surprise you were telling me about? Uh, could I have been wrong about your behavior? Uh, about the birthday present, please. Is today your birthday, Joe? Well, congratulations. Why, it's Vera Barton. <laughs> Thank you for the congratulations, Vera. Oh, that's all right. Say, Jerry, do you know anything about the chewing gum on the couch last night? Uh, uh, uh chewing gum on uh, couch? My sailor and I found it when we sat down. We had to sit there alone for hours. Uh, because of the gum? No, but boy, what an excuse that gave us. Wow. Oh, he was so romantic. He kept asking me to kiss him. Well, I hope you didn't weaken. Oh, no. I kept right up with him until it was time for him to leave. Oh, yeah. That was very, very good. Hootman. Hootman? Put on your silk, but we know you. I love it. You have a bonny, bonny voice. Boy, you're just like corny tonight, eh? <laughs> Thanks for being so nice, Paul. Well, I've got to run out and buy a wool bond. Had a girl? We'll take the hit out of Hitler, and our Joes will get Tojo. So long, boys. Goodbye, Vera. Goodbye. Come on. Oh, she's a nice girl. Now, uh, Winchell... About that surprise for my birthday? Uh, the surprise. Now, well, let's see. Oh, say, Mr. Paul. Oh, hello, Amanda. I've been cleaning out the closet in your room. What do you do with your old clothes? He wears them. Oh, is that so? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I have a suit for every day in the week. And believe me, it always looks good on you, too. <laughs> All right, sir. Say, uh, tell me, Amanda, have you uh, heard from Clementine since you got married? How's she getting along? I was talking to Clementine just the other day. You were? Mm-hmm. She and Hal have been married the best part of a year now. The best part of a year? Uh -huh. oh, they just got back from their honeymoon. Well, ain't that the best part of a year? <laughs> Say, uh, do you know how to fix the money? Uh, what is Harold's income? Usually about three in the morning. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, how much money does he make? Well, I don't think he makes as much as he says he does. I was at a party at their house last week, and two people had to play the same piano. <laughs> well, I sure hope they'll be happy. Harold has married a beautiful woman and a good cook. He has? Is that bigamy? 
Boy, she's crisp as a cracker, ain't she, Angel? Yeah, she is. And twice as crummy, Jerry. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell me, uh, is Clementine well, Amanda? Oh, sure. Clementine's just fine. But Hal says sometimes he suffers a little from matrimonial dyspepsia. Matrimonial dyspepsia? Yeah. His wife don't agree with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's getting an impediment in his speech, too. Oh, well, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this impediment in the speech? His wife. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll be happy together. People talk too much about unhappy marriages. Well, just look at all the happy marriages you see every day. Oh, sure. There's plenty of happy marriages, all right, Mr. Paul. Mm-hmm. It's living together after their marriage is tough. <laughs> well, I, I gotta run along now and see if the beds are made up. Oh, have they been fighting again? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know how twins are. Oh. Say, <laughs> hey, uh, take that, will you, Jerry? Oh, sure. Maybe it's your gift. Hello there, partner boy. Hello, Mahoney. Why, Officer Monahan. Officer Monahan. Is that cop following me around again? But you're Officer Monahan. I'm Officer Monahan. Oh, dear, so I am. <laughs> I wish you'd told me about this sooner. Why? I've been trying to get away from myself all day. <laughs> Well, uh, why did you come over tonight? Oh, no, you don't. I'm too smart for you this time. What are you talking about? That's the question you stuck me on last week. Oh, I've been so absent-minded lately. Today I arrested someone for making faces at me in the street. Well, what's absent-minded about that? I was standing in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh, Monaghan, you ought to pull yourself together. You mean I should get tight? No, no, no. I mean about your absent-mindedness. Oh, yes, indeed. It's awful. It's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. Just before I came here, I fell down a flight of stairs with two pints of beer. Uh, did you spill any? No, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. You know, it's my wife, though. I can't seem to use my head when she's around. Why not? Well, she usually gets first crack at it. <laughs> now, uh, you take last night, for instance. Now, what happened? Well, when I got home, my wife says to me, Pat, she says, she always calls me Pat. Must be my first name. Yeah. <laughs> Patsy says, today is our 15th anniversary. Do you remember when we were first married? And uh, what did you say? So I says, darling, my memory goes back even farther than that. I remember when I was happy. <laughs> hey, uh, Monaghan, uh, talking about anniversaries, uh, do you know that today is my birthday? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, you don't say. Yes, I do oh, you don't say. Oh, yes. <laughs> You know, I got this new uniform on my last birthday. You did, huh? Hey, hey, that's why I'm over here. Someone put some knots in my old uniform. Uh, what did they put in? Knots. Knots, knots, Mahoney. Knots to you too, money. <laughs> but tell me, uh, who do you suspect? Well, now, my wife saw a little red-headed fella who looked an awful at like Mahoney here alone the house. Now, Officer Monaghan, how could you suspect me? Matter of fact. It was a spitting image of Mahoney here. Sergeant Monaghan, you couldn't think it was me. Why, I have a good mind to arrest Captain you. Captain Monaghan, you don't think it was me. I think I'd just take out my handcuffs and I'd... Commissioner just... Monaghan. And I'd just... Did you say Commissioner Monaghan? Uh-huh. Well, now that I'm in charge of the police force, i got more important things to do. So long, boys. Goodbye, Monaghan. Come on. Once more, let us return to uh, my present. Uh, I'll go. Oh, it's Daphne. Well, come in, Daphne. Gee, you look pretty today. What's eating you? <laughs> oh, well, uh, Jerry's having a birthday today, and he's campaigning. Oh, I get it. That's not the point. The point is, well, I get it. <laughs> Will you get what? The bicycle I want. Well, I don't know, but I'm going to a fortune teller to see what my boyfriend is going to give me for my birthday. A fortune teller? Yeah, one of them gastrologists. <laughs> no, you mean astrologist. I know a little bit about astrology myself. Uh, what sign were you born under? I wasn't born under no sign. I was born in the front bedroom. <laughs> no, you don't understand. You see, you were born under the sign of Zodiac. The Zodiac is a group of 12 stars. Gee, 12 stars. Stars. Must be an MGM picture. Now, uh, now tell me, uh, what is your star? Victor Mature. <laughs> no, and I'm talking about the heavenly body. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, when were you born? Oh, about nine o'clock. Mother was out playing bingo. <laughs> Surprise 
when she got home. Maybe she won you in a bingo game, huh? Oh, I don't think so, because I remember Pop saying I was no fry. Look, look, what I'm trying to find out is what month you were born. Oh, oh, December. I remember I wanted to be home for Christmas. Oh, well, uh, then you were born, you were born in Capricorn. You're crazy. I was born in Brooklyn. Well, you see, uh, I was born on the Leo, or the Lion. Yeah, and he's been lying ever since. There he is. I mean, I was born under the sign of the lion. Oh, you were born at the zoo. Yes, but no. Oh, let's forget the whole thing. I bet I know what you want for your birthday. Yeah, what? Frank Sinatra. Oh, please, how many times do I got to tell you don't mention that name so sudden? Oh, honest, every time I hear that gorgeous voice, I get so much in my bobby socks, I get fall in my yachts. <laughs> oh, well, I gotta be going now. So long. Uh, goodbye. So long, Daphne. Come on. Oh, gosh. I wish people would leave us alone long enough for me to find out what my present is. Uh, tell me, Winchell, did you get me? It's a conspiracy, that's what it is. We'd clean up if we charge a nickel admission here. Come in. Ah, good day, my young friend. I represent the Pulse Golf and Gamble Publishing Company. We're featuring a wonderful new volume that shows you how to have an irresistible personality. It's called Fifty Nifty Art Poses. I, uh, wait a minute, that's the wrong book, brother. <coughs> ah, here it is. How to be charming, though repulsive. Now, this little volume tells you in 5,000 easy lessons how you can make people slap you on the back instead of the face. All right, brother. Here is lesson number one, the charming smile. <laughs> <laughs> And now, here is lesson number two, the winning laugh. <laughs> Don't do that. And now, brother, now here is lesson number three, the friendly slap on the back. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to let you in on something. The secret of the lovable disposition. Be a good listener. Don't hog the conversation. Let the other guy talk. Always keep your trap shut. How many copies do you want? Well, I'll tell you. I, I know what you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me you can't read. Why, no. Well, I... why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Well, I'll you... tell you why. Because you have no consideration for other people. And do you know why? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you're selfish, that's why. You just don't care. And do you know why? Well, I... I'll tell you why. <laughs> you don't care because you're selfish. And do you know why? Well, I could... I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because you just don't care. And why don't you care? Because you're selfish. And do you know why? Tell me why. How should I know? Hey, uh, let me ask you something, huh? I have never seen it to fail. Here I am, trying to swindle me out of an honest dollar. I can't get away in edgewise. Six million people. I got to pick on a guy that doesn't... I tell you, it's true. I'm going back to Pope Gold and Gamble and tell him the guy who wrote this book is a heel. Bong, Bill. Wow. What a character that guy was, huh? Hey, Paul. Yes, Jerry. Uh, don't you think it's time we got back to the question of the birthday present? Well, I suppose you realize you don't really deserve it. Uh, what do you expect me to say? Well, after all, I, I am very fond of you, and I don't think you really mean to be bad. Of course not. You're just full of mischief. That's it. What didn't I think of that? Oh, I'm going to give you your present. Oh, boy. Here it is. How do you like it? Oh, a bicycle. Oh, gee, wouldn't this is wonderful. You're great. It's marvelous. It's terrific. Why, it's even mediocre. Yeah. I'm glad you like it, Jerry. Uh, what do you plan to do with it? Do with it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Fishing trip. Right to the park. When I got errands to do, just zip, zip, and I'm back. You forgot the bread I told you to get. Sorry. Zip, zip. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, Jerry, there's a hat that goes with this bicycle. A hat, too? Certainly. Gee whiz, this is too much. What kind of hat, huh? Well, on the front of it, it says Western Union. Oh, boy. What? You mean I got to wait? Take it back. I don't want it. Take it back. I don't want it. Well, folks, that's our show for tonight. But for the time being, at least, here's Paul Winchell to say. So long, folks. Have a nice vacation and don't get too much of a sunburn. And Jerry Mahoney, who says... Ouch.
What's the trouble, Jerry? I'm already burned to a charcoal. Oh, never mind. Well, good night, folks, and hope to see you again in the fall. Good night. The Paul Winter, Jerry Mahoney Show was written by Ruth and Bob Howell and Arthur Allsberg and was produced by Roger Bowen in the WOR Mutual Theater in New York. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.